Hey guys, I hope you're doing well. Let's just go straight into the message today. Matthew 4 verse 18. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter and Andrew. They were throwing a net into the water because they fished for a living. And Jesus called out to them and he said, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word changes things in our life. I thank you, God, for the opportunity to speak to everybody that is tuning in today. Lord, I pray that I would decrease and that you would increase. I pray that whatever you want to accomplish in this word, I pray that you would do so with power, with authority, and with precision. We welcome you into our homes. We welcome you into our spaces. We welcome you into our minds and into our hearts. We thank you for that invitation. Come follow me. We respond to that invitation today. Amen. Hey, I get the privilege of kicking off a new series today. And this series is called Practicing the Way of Jesus. It's called Practicing the Way of Jesus because, quite frankly, we need the practice. I actually wrote two different messages uh, for today and like towards the end of yesterday, I was like, that, they're not right. And I started again um, because I felt as I was writing them, I felt like going by going straight to teaching about the practices of Jesus and why they're important, I felt like I was missing something vital. And I was. So there's something that sits under the practices of Jesus that if we don't have it, those practices will not stick in our life, even though they are life-giving, even though they are good. I promise you they will not stick if we don't have something and that something is desire. See, we are beings that are driven by our desires. That's what makes them awesome and that's what makes them dangerous. That's why in, in many books of the Bible, in the letters to the church, the apostles were writing and, and they would write for us to make sure that our desires are not set on the things of the flesh, but our desires are on the things of the spirit, on things that are worthy of this new creation that we are, things that um, to desire good, to desire um, what would bring harmony to our in inner being that is now filled with the Spirit. And so I truly believe that if we don't have this incredible desire for Jesus, and if we don't have this deep desire to change from the inside out to become like Christ, then we can teach you about practices, we can teach you about the ways of Jesus, but I tell you what, it won't stick. So for me, I, I, you probably experience this too. I see it in so many people. I have this desire and it's an, a desire for internal freedom. It's a desire to be changed from the inside out. I have this huge desire and what actually happens is that my desire to change, my desire to become like Jesus, my desire to be whole and healed and well and free, that desire is greater than my ability to get there. And what that desire actually is, we're desiring 
this process called sanctification. So what happens is when we first, like at, the, at our point of conversion, when we confess that the Lord Jesus is our Savior and when we repent of our sins and we, in faith, put our trust in Jesus, that He is our Savior, a few things happen right in that moment. We have this process of regeneration where God puts this new life in us and we become born again. What also happens is this justification. All of a sudden, we are now in legal right standing with God. What also happens is adoption. We become adopted into God's family. And so all of this happens at the beginning, and all of this is, is just all God's work. But then what happens right there is the process of sanctification begins. And the process is exactly that. It is what it's from then, that point of conversion, until we breathe our last. So Jesus, he goes the whole way at the point of conversion. When we first give our life to him, he goes the whole way. He becomes like the bridge. He does what only he can do, what we could not do in our own strength. And so he's, he becomes that bridge. And then what he does, it's like he invites us to walk beside him back across that bridge to heaven where he began and walk by learning to become like him day by day, um, by learning about him and how to become like him. And so when we have this desire to change from the inside out, that seems so much greater than our ability to. I've, I've found what can happen is there can be like a bit of discouragement. Oh, like I just, I so wanted to be better today. I, I had, I didn't want to be angry. I didn't want to, I didn't want, you know, I wanted to be present. I, I wanted to be generous. I wanted to not keep a record of wrongs with my family and we can feel almost discouraged. But I wanted to tell you that that gap that gap is a really, really good gap because that is the gap where miracles happen. What you almost, what you might find, and I find um, lots of people get discouraged by this, is that their longing for God, their longing to be close to God is greater than the experience that they have. It's like they, they long for more of Him and they don't experience um, what they long for. And Again, it's this gap and we can be discouraged, but I tell you that desire is good. Those desires are good because we are driven by our desires. And so if you have those desires and you're like, oh my gosh, I just, I so desire to be better. I so desire to be changed from the inside out. I so desire to be so close with God, even though I feel like I'm not there yet. Those desires are good. Don't be discouraged because what you desire you move towards. I love, um, and, and actually as I've been writing this message, I've been praying for you and I've been praying that those desires would actually increase in your life, that your hunger and your thirst to become like Jesus and to be close to Him, I pray that those would increase in your life. I pray that you would have the same kind of longing that David expressed in Psalm 84 when he said, My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh, they cry out for the living God. 
You might be thinking, hey, Katie, if my desire to change is already greater than my ability, and if my desire to be close to God is already greater than my experience, then if you're praying that those desires would increase, then aren't you just like, wouldn't my um, dis dissatisfaction and where I'm at, won't that increase too? And I just want to tell you that that I probably, yes, but that gap is where miracles happen on a daily basis if we would have the eyes to see them. You know, in year nine and year 10, I loved science. I loved science class. And what I particularly liked were the days that we did science experiments. And in the science experiments, my favorite moment is always the moment when the catalyst was added. It is the substance that would either cause um, an acceleration or, or a reaction. And I used to just love that moment that you would add the catalyst to the experiment. Um, when our kids, like in the first lockdown, I was like, what am I going to do? I have to try and entertain them. And the only place of supplies was the supermarket. So I brought a whole lot of Coke and a whole lot of Mentos. And when you add the Mentos to the Coke, it's like, there's the catalyst. It's amazing. But I tell you, when you take your longing, when you take your longing to be close to God and you take your desire to change from the inside out, and when you add to that, and when you are met with the invitation of Jesus, come follow me, we have a catalyst. We have a catalyst for change. And I tell you, the catalyst is not so much in the invitation, come follow me, because we've all been given that invitation. And the catalyst isn't so much our yes. The catalyst is in showing up to the life that Jesus invited you to. And actually, as I was writing this, I felt the Holy Spirit really stir in me that many had accepted the invitation of Jesus, but few have shown up for the life he invited us to. And I tell you, it's the showing up that th that's when things start to happen. It's the showing up. That's when faith starts to bubble up. It's the showing up. That's when courage starts to appear. That's where strength is imparted. That's where life begins to spring up in my heart, in my speech, in my actions, in the way I love, in the decisions that I make. It's when my, my consciousness of the Spirit in me begins to increase. It's where grace abounds. Joy starts to show up where there wasn't joy before, where, where it shouldn't be. And peace starts to show up in places that peace hasn't been for a while. And I tell you, that gap that gap that we have and when that gap we have in our desire to change it to the, our desire to change and our and our ability to do so and that gap between our longing for God and how much we actually experience him it's in the showing up to the life that he's invited to that that gap begins to get smaller and smaller 
See, there's a reaction and an acceleration that happens to our desires when we actually show up to the life that Jesus invited us to. This new series is called Practicing the Way of Jesus because like I said, it takes practice. We aren't showing up to a life ready to live it perfectly. We become like an apprentice. When you think about a building apprentice, when somebody is invited to do an apprenticeship, they don't turn up on the first day expecting that they're ready to build a house. If they do, they're a little foolish. They don't have the skills, they don't have the knowledge, they don't have the experience. They show up with an expectation to learn from the one who invited them to learn from. And I think so often we don't do that with Jesus. We don't show up with the mindset of an apprentice. Just let, we don't know how to live this life, Jesus. We're new to it. We don't show up with that mindset of an apprentice, not expecting to live it perfectly, but to go showing up, expecting to learn from the one who invited us to learn from him. Jesus, he he has an invitation for you. He, he has an invitation for me. He has an invitation to all who come to him. And that invitation is follow me. Learn from me. Learn about who I am and do the things that I did. Matthew 11 verse 28 in the ESV translation, it says, Come to me, all who, are labor, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love the message translation, the way Eugene Peterson wrote it so poetically. He said, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. When Jesus says to us, follow me, he actually means follow me. Like, like actually follow me. Like learn about who I am. Learn about the things that I did and do those too. And remember, you're not alone. You're filled with his spirit. You carry his spirit within you. If we say, yes, yes, Jesus, I believe in you. Yep, I want to follow you. But we don't actually show up for the life that he invited us to live. Then we become like what James talks about in James 1 verse 22. He says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. <laughs> Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. He said, don't, don't just believe in Jesus. Don't just tune in every now and then or come or show up on a Sunday or don't just hear about it and not do anything. You're just fooling yourselves. But the invitation, come follow me, 
The power happens when we actually show up to what he's invited to. See, I have, I've said yes to invitations before and not shown up to the actual event or appointment that I was invited to. Don't judge me. But I just believe that so many of us have done that. We've said yes to the invitation and we thought that that was enough, but we haven't actually shown up. And we've wondered why we can't seem to change. We've wondered why we kind of lack this power and this, this ability to get close to God and to, and to really um, change from the inside out. And we wonder why. It's because perhaps we've accepted the invitation, but we haven't shown up to the life. And so this whole series that I'm just introducing today, like over the next few weeks, you're going to have different speakers and they're going to share with you about the practices of Jesus, how you can, what you can practice every day. That, that's how to show up to the life. That's how to show up to the life. You know, I was, I was thinking about it and I thought, gosh, sadly, the people who probably need to hear this message the most um, they're probably not tuning in today because perhaps their desire has dulled over time. Maybe they said yes to the invitation of Jesus, but they didn't regularly show up to learn from them, to learn from him. And they wonder why people around them seem to grow in their faith and why they seem to remain in the same place. They wonder if there's something wrong with them and maybe, maybe you are tuning in and you're like, actually, I so feel like that. Sometimes I can look around and I can even ask God, like, God, I want to know more of you. I want to be closer to you. I, I want to, I, I read about, you know, the good characteristics that you had, how, how loving, how generous, how full of peace, how full of hope. Um, I want to be free. I want all of these things. But I don't seem to experience them. I tell you, if we don't actually come to Jesus as our teacher and don't come before him as a humble apprentice wanting to learn from him and practice his ways, um, we're going to stay, we're going to stay the same. We're going to stay the same. Um, and so, yeah, over the next month, you're going to be hearing about different practices and it's going to be amazing for you to be able to um, show up every day to learn from Jesus by adding these practices to your life. You know, this year has been a really big year for me. It's been a really big year for us as a family. Um, Joel and I, we've, we've always uh, been a team. We lead together. We lead together in our home, we lead together in the church. Um, but for the longest time, uh, he took the lead role in the church and I had the lead role in the family and we've done it together, but there's been like, but that's how it's kind of worked. And um, this year, it just felt right from the leadership and from us that Joel would take the time to actually focus more on the bigger picture stuff, on vision, on teaching, on writing, and that I would step in and take the lead role um, in the church. And tell you what, she's a big job. <laughs> she's a really big job. And there's a lot at stake. This really matters. Like, the church matters. Discipleship, this matters. This makes a difference. And so 
it's, there's been a lot of pressure and going into it, I was thinking um, like, dear Lord, <laughs> there has to be a whole lot less of me and a whole lot more of you if I'm going to do this well. Like I need to be just in step with you. Um, one of the verses that I love says to stay in step with the Spirit. I need to be in step with you. We need to be inseparable. I almost need to be in the kind of position that I don't know where I end and the Holy Spirit begins when I function in this role. Like, I need you. <laughs> I need you. Um, and so I know there's no point in just praying that prayer and wishing and hoping and not actually partnering with God myself. And so I've added um, a few spiritual practices into my every day to help me. And I'm just going to share these with you and maybe they'll help you. But I encourage you to do something, to start one of these. And um, like I said, over the next few weeks, you're going to learn even more and it's going to be so, so beneficial. You're going to actually feel that excitement of, Oh, I've said yes to the invitation and I'm showing up. I am showing up and he is teaching me. Um, and so every morning, like I said, each day is really big. And so every morning I take the time to um, read a passage of scripture. I meditate on that. I meditate on that word. And then I start journaling. I start just opening my heart up to God, um, what I'm praying for, what has been hard, um, what I'm believing for. And then I will take time to actually write out that verse and how he spoke to me. And so I'll do that for a while. And, and then after that, what I do is um, I get out my to-do list for the day. And I look at my appointments, I look at my, the meetings that are already in my calendar, I look at it, I look at it and I, and I know the things that I need to do and so I write those down and then I go, God, what am I missing? God, what's, what's important today? What aren't I seeing? Who do I need to encourage today? Who have I missed? And I tell you what, in that process, even though it takes five to ten minutes, I'm inviting Jesus to guide my day. And he does. Often I'll, I'll see a, an agenda item or, or an appointment that I have, someone that I'm meeting, and, and I'll have a bit of insight or a word of encouragement. And so I make sure that I write my to-do list with Jesus. And man, that has helped a lot. The second thing I do, um, the third thing that I do that I've added in my life is I take um, two five-minute blocks in the day um, of silence and solitude before God. See, if I let it, um, my day would just go from, you know, one person after another, um, just work after work, meeting after meeting. And so I've carved out just two five-minute blocks in my day that I actually take a moment and I be silent before Him. And then after I've been silent, I just say, God, what have I missed? What have I missed? How, how did I interact? Show me how I could have done better. Show me how to live more in step with you. Did I represent you well? God, what decision would, would you make here? And just taking those two five-minute blocks, it's amazing the way that I can just reset and refocus. And what I'm doing is I'm, I'm coming before Jesus as my teacher. I'm his apprentice. And I'm saying, teach me. I need you. I need you. 
And so I, I, I hope that that's been helpful. I hope um, that maybe you would start one of those, don't naturally, not just maybe it, start something. <laughs> um, just start something. Uh, this life is too precious. There's too much at stake. He's invited us. He said, come follow me. And, and we don't want to just accept that invitation. We want to show up every day. So show up. You've shown up today. You're tuning in. You're, you came to hear the word, to, to worship God. You've shown up today. How can you show up tomorrow? How can you show up tomorrow?